All right, we're live. Awesome. What's up, guys? Sean Bowen, Full Circle Investment Group, wholesalingoutofthebox.com, in for another lunchtime live. And today, oh, today, we are having a good talk today, guys. This is about uh, buyers and building buyer relationships, um, specifically to get to work with buyers that are closing deals. You've vetted them. You know they're real. You guys are working continuously together. And it's not always about the almighty dollar at the end, right? The better part is to keep the relationship so that you can work with more people to do more deals um, and just do good business, right? So as you guys are coming on, please uh, click on the link. Um, let us know where you're seeing this from. I think we're in our two... Um, we're doing two spots that we normally promote in where we have you guys broadcasting. So Virginia Wholesale Real Estate and then our private group. But yeah, today, guys, we are talking about dealing with buyers. And I want to speak to what it's like to do deal with this because it's funny. How we were, I mean, actually, we were talking prior to this day and it's like, man, for the past week, if not for a long time, but at least specifically for the past week, I see a lot of people repackaging the same stuff or talk that has been around for years about working with buyers and how to build a buyer's list, right? And I want to talk on this real quick so that we get to the back end of this point, which is working with these buyers continuously to have a good relationship, build rapport, have that ability to talk, call, send a text, um, know the deal is done um, because you have a good relationship built on the front end. But what I want to say is that it's so important to vet the buyers that you're working with. You do not want to get into a transaction where that person doesn't want to put down an EMD. Um, and be responsible with the EMD part, right? The idea is to put feet to the fire, okay? Sean, I'm sorry. You're starting to pop a little bit. Can you back oh. up from time? About now, that's good? Yeah, that's a little bit better, I think. If it starts doing it again, just let me type me, let me know, and I'll just unplug it, and we'll go back to the other thing. Okay. Um, so the one thing I really want to focus in on, guys, is just vetting buyers that you're working with. The last thing you want to do is not get an EMD, um, your deal fall apart, and then you are the person that is stuck, right? You're having to scramble. You're having to go back to other buyers. So let's decide or define what a buyer is. And it is not somebody that just gives you an email, a phone number, and answers a few questions. Those are very important pieces, right? But um, is it still doing it? Okay, let me unplug. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for bearing with us. For some reason, the mic hasn't wanted to work the last couple of weeks. So we're... Uh, we might need to look into other options than Sean's giant arm mic. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. Okay, cool. All right, let me get this thing out of the way. Microphones matter, man. <laughs> All right, so let's get back on this. So <clears throat> talking about buyers, right? And vetting these buyers to where you're asking the correct questions and all of the questions that are normally repackaged, where are, where do you buy? What's the zip code? Uh, what do you normally buy? Is it fix and flips? Is it single story, two stories? What's the level of rehab you do? Um, all this is important, okay? Because you can build that in your criteria where you're sending leads out or sending deals out to those people specifically for 
that deal, right? But the other part of this that is massively important is how are they going to fund it? Are they going to fund it with hard money? Okay, if that's the case, you should have a current letter from a hard money lender that is a reputable person that you can call and talk about like, hey, I'm following up on Full Circle Investment Group. They say that they borrow money with you. You lend money to them and they do good business. I just want to make sure they can actually close on deals. They have closed on deals, right? That's a big piece of it. If they have, they say they're cash, okay? So let's see the cash. Do a screen capture. Show me a bank account. Show me where this credit line is that you have available. Um, and then mark out mark out account numbers, you know, be safe, that's fine. Um, back over the hard money piece, most hard money lenders require in between five to 10% down of whatever the loan is. So do they have that in an account to where that's available and they can actually give you, they can show you that and they have the ability of doing it, right? Guys, we have been dealing with this for years and I'm gonna tell you right now, Every single time that we get pushback from somebody that says they're not going to send it or send me the deal first and then I'll send you the proof of funds, what's the difference? I'm not signing anything different to you give me that proof of funds to show me. So what's the difference between me adding you to a list where I require this of all of our buyers to make sure that they're all legit? And we know that they're real and they can perform and close. We verify the information. They've closed deals. Here's the addresses. Um, here's deals that they've done in the past, all this kind of stuff to show that they're actually going to close on the deal, right? Because there's a lot of joint venture guys slash wholesalers that are saying they're going to bring guys to the table, but they've never done a deal, right? Or they don't have a buyer that's performed. They're talking about somebody that said they could, which is probably just another wholesaler. It's taking the time to go through this vetting process. It's very, very important, right? Because think about it literally. If you get through this process, you've had a talk with them. You guys are on the good buddy buddy system. You know, like, hey, we all know each other. We're comfortable. I'm good showing this information. Who are you? Who am I? Let's get all that out of the way. Because then when the deal gets sent over, we already know that you're 70% loan to value, 75, 80, 83, 85. Like, we already know criteria that when the deal comes over, it should work. So we've already gone through the vetting process. Now we're into the building the rapport process. Deals go out. People go look at the property. And now they say, oh, I'm interested, but I need to get it for this. I see a little bit more in rehab cost. I see ARV a little bit lower. So I'd have to buy it for this. Right. That's OK. We can do that. We can talk about that. But we've already gone through the other portion of it. And now we're into the, you know, yeah, everything works. And then maybe there's an inspection. So in your assignment of contract, there's an inspection clause and it says in seven days, they're going to come back to you. And they do. They come back. And I'm going to use an example of one where we had this as an issue where there was a termite damage issue. And we the buyer came back to us and said, hey, I've got a bill for like roughly 10 grand that is going to require me to fix that. And that's the amount of money I need. And I was like, well, we're not willing to do 10 grand. Right. So what's a better number that we can work on? And he said, take five off. And I'll do the deal. And that's what happened. So we moved forward with the transaction. It closed. Everybody made money. We're happy for the transaction to close. The seller's transaction closed. And the buyer got uh, a better deal because of issues that he showed to us. So it wasn't all about just negotiation. It's doing good business, right? There's truly a problem that needed to be addressed that he couldn't see. So it was addressed, right? 
if you have a um, buyer that's worried about what you're making as a fee, it's the wrong buyer, plain and simple. Like they, people, if they don't recognize your value, then it's, it's, there's not going to be a good match anyway. So that should be a vetting question, right? Hey, do you care if I make five, 10, 15, $20,000? Nope. Don't care at all. Just send me the deal. As long as my numbers work, we're good to go. That is a very important discussion to have up front, right? So taking the time to build that rapport with your buyers over time too, right? These deals you come across, hey, tell me what happened or why this deal doesn't work um, so that I better understand what needs to happen. Because then you can go back with a seller and renegotiate because that specific buyer had something that you didn't realize that was their criteria. And maybe the other buyers just aren't giving you any feedback. So when you have an appointment and you have your buyers go, ask for feedback. And if they don't give it to you, bug them. Hey, guys, I'm uh, Chris, I'm looking to understand what happened here. You said this deal didn't work. Why? What makes this a good deal? How do we make this work? Well, I need to get this number, that number. Here's the numbers I see. Okay, let's talk about that. So it's very important to build this rapport over time. And again, it goes back to not always being about the money, guys. It's not. It's doing deals, having good business relationships, and having people that are going to continuously work with you to know that you have a sold deal. Guys, we have a list of, I want to say there's probably like 1,200 people on that list. Of those, I would say, and we have to look at this. I know we recently redid it, but I think there's like 23 people that we know have bought from us on that list. And we can consistently go on there and probably send one text out, maybe two. If it's really a hot deal in a good market, it's gone in hours, maybe a day if it's, you know, some, it's some more things they got to check on. But like a true deal will move very fast. So the idea behind um, taking the time to build these huge buyers list is not as important as it is to go and find set deals, all right, and go talk to sellers. So I want to make sure I'm touching on these um, points because I know Ashley wrote up some stuff for you guys. I want to make sure I'm touching on them. But um, real estate is a relationship business. One of the best things you can do is cultivate relationships with your buyers. This starts with the vetting process and goes all the way through closing multiple deals. Find out what your buyers are looking for and don't be greedy. That's the best line on this whole thing so far. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to make a little less on a deal and do five or 10 more deals with that same buyer later uh, than to make more money on a specific wholesale deal. And finally, just do good business. Real estate is a small world. People definitely talk. All of this is why it's so important to open, be open and honest with your buyers and build a good lasting foundation and relationship. Yeah, this is perfect, guys. Um, I cannot speak to the volume of keeping that open, like any relationship, keeping an open line of communication. When something's going wrong during one of your transactions and title came in and took forever and, oh man, I think we're dealing with one right now. It's been on for like a year, right? And the buyer and the seller are all good because we've kept an open communication about what's going on with it, right? That's more important than anything. Um, going to your buyers and talking about what's going on with title during the issues instead of the very last second. Um, just hitting them with like what's going on versus not answering their calls, not answering texts, not answering emails. It's very important to keep that communication open. 
Um, also, reaching out to your buyers and talking every now and then, right? Just checking how things are going. We've done that with a, quite a few buyers, right? So take the time to care about that, right? Um, sometimes in the summertime, you know, go have lunch. Uh, just go do a thing where you're just spending time with some guys just to have a real relationship, right? Having a beer, having a drink. If you don't drink alcohol, great. But having some time where you're just talking with your buyers or even spending a few minutes on the phone about what's going on in their business, how things are looking, um, things are changing. We found out from one of our buyers that's a new construction builder, the entire framing package went up 50%, right? They were looking at an almost $17,000 package that almost doubled. Yeah, I mean, almost not even, it was like almost 30 grand for those framing packages because the cost of wood went up. We had no idea about that. Wouldn't that be something good to know when you're talking to a seller on why costs are what they are, or maybe the numbers that you talked about for your rehab, or if it was a new construction in this case, to be able to explain that to your seller. Hey, Mr. Seller, not sure if you realize, but the cost of wood went huge this year. And that's obviously driving our costs down for what we can pay for things. You know, the cost is going up, prices are staying the same. Like we're in a great hot market, guys, but having this talk with buyers is really helpful for you to your seller conversation as well. So very, very important to build that rapport with your buyers. Take the time to talk to each other. Take the time to spend some time with those guys, whether it be a Zoom, a phone call, something that you're having an open line of communication, right? And build that rapport during they go to look at a property. Ask them why. If it didn't work, what happened? Right? Sorry, it doesn't work. Most of the time, if you ask why, they'll tell you. Take that time to understand that, right? And use that to go back to your sellers and have, have a good business deal, right? Maybe the price needs to be lower. You can still work it with your buyer, right? And again, don't be greedy. Do not be greedy, right? Uh, what's the old statement? Um, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, right? There's enough money in all this, guys. And if you're good at negotiating, you should be able to negotiate good deals, right? And if you can't, you should be able to get some information from the buyer of maybe that specific deal of why it needs to work, how and where, so you can go back to your seller and do that. But build that up front. Build it from the relationship of getting to know the buyer and who they are, right? If you're just putting out a post online, you know, have a vetting process that goes behind it. And, and make sure that those people are answering your normal questions. But then the big piece of that is, is like we need proof showing that you can actually close on these things. And I understand there's proof of fund letters out there that you can get off of these websites. But the guys that are real and the guys that are serious are not going to have a problem giving you that information. Right. And let's have a conversation. If you're the wholesaler, tell me that we'll talk that way. If you're the in buyer, cash buyer, let's talk that way. Right. But let's have an open line of communication. That is very, very important. So that's it for today, guys, talking about cash buyers and how and why and where. Build that relationship with them. Have that conversation up front. Um, get very detailed with your buyers on specifically how they buy. Is it credit lines? Is it cash? Is it hard money? Um, let's deep dive into that. It should never be a taboo talk. Um, it has to be shown at some point anyway that they can close. Um, so let's have that talk up front and get it out of the way. And uh, then let's do business. Let's do good deals. And again, don't be greedy and you will be in this business for the long haul, right? And not in the short game. So guys, thanks again for taking the time to be here. I really appreciate it. As always, if you need anything from us or need any help, please feel free to PM me. Um, check out our wholesalingoutofthebox.com website. 
And if you need anything over there, also please click on the YouTube link uh, to go check us out at Wholesaling Out of the Box YouTube channel and videos that we put over there. And uh, we also have a podcast up as well. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Later. Hey, everyone. It's Ashley with Wholesaling Out of the Box. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We've got a lot more content coming for you on your podcatcher of choice, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. So we'd really, really appreciate it if you would be willing to write a review if you have the time today for us down on whatever, wherever you're listening to this, because reviews help us so much to get in front of more people. And it lets us see what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you're interested in, things like that. So give us any kind of feedback. Sean and I are always saying we like all feedback, all uh, constructive criticisms so that we can get better, so that we can give you the content that you're looking for. So if you could leave us a review, that would be magical. And that's, that's it. Thanks for listening.